Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, welcome to the Game Dev Unchained podcast, the number one podcast for video game development and the lifestyle of those game developers. So wherever you happen to be around the globe, world, state, city, town, while you're listening to us get down, let's get right into it. Larry Charles, one half of the team, helping me bring you this awesome podcast this week, carrying the other half of the workload, Mr. Brandon Pham. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained. Yes, you might be confused because... Pre before this, there's a lot of post GDC interviews, so you might be hearing five episodes later. Why is his voice still like that? This is a pre recorded episode, but that doesn't make it any less. Without further ado, it's not just me, I'm bringing a special guest with me this week, mm-hmm. Monica Capiello. Hey guys, that's my intro. Welcome. <laughs> this well, is gonna be a really exciting episode. This is gonna be a very fun thing. So, Monica, this is the part of the episode of the podcast that we let. Our guests, such as yourself, introduce yourself to our audience, a little bit about your background, where you are, where you're heading. All right. So, hey, guys, my name is Monica, and uh, I uh, was in the industry for about eight years where I did. Um, I used to work for PBS and Red Giant Studios and a bunch of freelance. And then after that, I uh, got into education where I started as an adjunct, went to become a full-time instructor, hopped on to be in a department director of media, which included animation and game. And then I hopped over to be a dean at uh, a, the Art Institute of LA. And then after that, I uh, hopped down to be in the department director of, of a small college here at San Jose called Cogswell College. Hey. And that's where I'm at right now. That's quite a career. That's both sides of the fence, both yeah, professional so and a, then instructing. Yeah. yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I'm lucky to find uh, such a perfect job for me. So both educational and also something that I'm passionate about, which is animation and games. And so with your animation experience, I know you do 3D animation, but were you also doing 2D animation just for the people listening? Uh, I did not do 2D. I actually focus on 3D animation. So it was 3D. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And before um, we jump into the the meat of this, what led you to animation in the first place? What made you decide that that's what you wanted to do? So long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember Reboot? Of course. <laughs> like cartoon way back then. Warning, aging ourselves. Yes, warning again. Who are you talking to here? <laughs> uh, reboot. Um, yeah, for sure. That was actually the first time I've seen 3D. And I just immediately fell in love with like the potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I'll i be honest, I wasn't the best 2D artist, but I loved drawing. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that 3D animation could be done in computers, I just wanted to pursue it. But mm-hmm. at that time, they didn't really have anything in colleges for animation. So I did the next best thing, which was studio arts slash sculpture mm-hmm. and uh, digital media, which is how I got into start working at graphic design, which eventually led me to commercial work and so on and so forth. Then I got into uh, my master's in SCAD for animation, which I finally got to pursue my true passion. Mm-hmm. And then that led me to California. And here I am today. Oh, nice. Wonderful. Crazy. What a trip. 
Seriously. <laughs> so you also were on the student side as well yes. as the academic side and the teacher sure. side. For anybody who's new to our podcast right now, both Brandon and I were teachers at the Art Institutes, uh, having spent time working underneath you as well. So this is like a reunion episode. So if mm-hmm. we sound extra friendly, it's because we actually all know each other in real life. Yeah, I think it's that been helps. like five years. Oh my How god! Don't, guys, don't do that. Don't call do me that. boss, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in my best behavior. I might have one or two paychecks, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, you you really helped me at least, and I know Larry, right? Uh, fulfill our dream because it's always been going through school to uh, to go back to school to actually give back to the community that we love. And then teach and our first teaching gig, I believe, at least for me, was with you, Monica. Yep. So you took a chance on us and we're very thankful for that. And that completely, you know, started us off in that path because I continued teaching after that for a good five years since Sledgehammer. Yeah, a good five years after that. I think I taught um, a lot uh, in NorCal and in uh, SoCal in Los Angeles for a while on oh, wow. physical locations. Mm-hmm. But it all started over there in Silicon Silicon Valley. Got the taste. Got yeah, the I mean, taste. once you start teaching, it's so rewarding. You mm-hmm. know, you really get to just kind of give what you know and what you've learned all these years and just kind of give them shortcuts so that mm-hmm. they can get there faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing to just watch them learn and grow. So yeah, I'm super passionate about teaching. And then when you guys came in, I remember that uh, you guys had Art Institute. Um, you guys were from the Art Institute, but you wanted to give back. So I hired you, Brandon, Kaylin. I had like the whole bunch of you yeah, guys. Like yeah. <laughs> it was like a party. <laughs> but it, um, but the we students came through loved the you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, guys, you guys made some really great changes to the program. So it was amazing. Yeah, it's always fun. Uh, because one of the things that uh, we really love about the Art Institute is that it's it's selfish in a way because I kind of want to uh, do this to to give back, but uh, I, I I it was a learning experience for me because it was when I was a senior environment artist, right? It was before I took any lead jobs, so it really helped me prepare for for management because those those I keep calling them kids, but I mean to me they are kids, right? Yeah, they're always big kids, <laughs> young adults. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of wrangling and a lot of uh, motivating and it's all about setting up goals for them and trying to help them to reach those goals. Um, and it really isn't any different from managing junior or professional uh, artists. I felt very uh, in very similar shoes um, when I finally made that jump to lead uh, to seeing that slight change in well, these students are actually getting paid now, right? Professionally, <laughs> but it was a lot of just people skills that I learned through the school system uh, to achieve, you know, what our next milestone is. It was, it was very similar. Like I, I, I had a hard time kind of separating the two. So uh, the, the, the teaching opportunities really, really helped me with that. Being a manager myself with like over 25 people, um, I find myself doing a lot of teaching as well. Mm-hmm. So that everyone's on the same page, everyone's achieving the same things. Like it's uh yeah, it's definitely teaching and leadership kind of go hand in hand for sure. Yes, yes. And that, that helped me a lot uh, awesome. through my, my career. Yeah. You're uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, but it is also one of those things that you know it's a working theory, like going through school, like Larry and I going through school, you know, there's always pockets of students, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always that 10% of students that really excel. 
And uh, although, you know, I try to uh, shape the class so that it caters to the younger, uh, well, you know, the students that are struggling to at least give them a, a leash to kind of, if they want to step up, they can, right? I don't want to count them out, but it, it sometimes does funnel to like who's trying and who wants to succeed. And it, it's great to kind of just see even one succeed out of 30 uh, and really push it to the next level, you know? So it was a, it was, it was trial and error in a lot of semesters. And um, it was really a great experience. And I recommend all professionals to go back and teach and uh, maybe that is our leeway to the next, to the main meat of this topic. So Larry. Yeah. So, sure. Before we get into the juice and dirt, like I do want to shout out my experience as well. Cause uh, Monica, you weren't able to attend our GDC party, but you did give your ticket to a student who was former student of mine, Ray. And then also another student of mine, Hanway showed up and like, oh, it was so good to see fun. both of them. They both were like super hardworking, very dedicated. And like, they listened to everything that you said, took feedback and criticism. Like it was like gold, even though you're like, oh man, this isn't good. And here's why, but the here's why was gold. And they really improved and like became excellent professional level. I can't call them students anymore, but they were students, right? Seeing them and like, just having that moment of like, I remember when you were a snot nosed, like just (laughs) barely out of high school kid and look at you now, you know, that's probably always going to be the most rewarding thing about teaching for me. Uh, I would like to start with the first juicy topic is the headache of teaching mm-hmm. is when you go to AI, <laughs> I'll say that, and there's yeah, just like yeah, please, <laughs> please jump in. If you relate, you know, like it's church, just say, amen. <laughs> One of the hardest things is like, you know, you go home and you do all these lesson plans and you create these assignments and you get all the resources ready to like have this lesson. Like you're spending hours of your time to do this and you show up. And like, you're giving out this gold. It's like, I know that this is helpful because I'm on the other side. I'm where you want to be. And I'm giving it to you now in a safe environment. And you're over there playing Candy Crush, like my dog, you know, like that can't fly. You know what I mean? And like, they think they're so slick. They try every other alt tab, you know, like try to sit way in the back. One of my biggest, and then they ask all kinds of questions when like, it's time to actually do the work. You know what I mean? (laughs) One of my biggest pet peeves is, I give it to you for free when everyone's doing it, you ignore it. And then now when it's time to do the work and get your grade, you're like yeah. extra excited about office hours or like teacher, please extra spend credit. 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I please have extra credit? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah. So students uh, listening, yeah. don't be that student. Monica, please. Um, I mean, I think it, that's, uh, that's always a thing about teaching is that you do have like these amazing students that just make your life so much easier, but then you spent like, of your energy trying to motivate the ones that are like not as motivated. So you can't help but wonder, you know, am I a good teacher or I just, or am I not? Because, you know, you really want to reach everybody. And I remember one instructor say like, Hey guys, you know, if, uh, if someone gave you lottery ticket and it's a winning lottery numbers, would you play it? Because right now I'm giving you lottery numbers and you guys aren't playing it. And I can tell you, you're going to win gold. So it's um, so, yeah, it's about and that's the challenge about teaching is what type of methods can you do and and react and change so that you can keep them engaged, keep them motivated, but also just also be realistic, but not too easy. You know, it's it's a balance. And that's what makes education so challenging. Like, for example, for me, I mean. I mean, I've hopped around jobs. I was in graphic design. I was in commercial work. All that stuff just kind of bored me. But education, mm-hmm. it is always challenging because no matter what, something's going to pop up. There's going to mm-hmm. be some family emergency. I mean, that's legit. But most of the time, it's just like, 
you know, you're coming up with a lot of excuses not to do the work. Can mm-hmm. we do you? Let's just try to cut through all the BS mm-hmm. and then all the excuses and find out what the real issue is, which is, do you really want to do this? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's a hard question to ask. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you and then it really opens up a conversation of, hey, you know, if this is really what you want to do, then why are you playing Candy, candy Crush in the back? You know, like this is a very competitive field. You need to be on top of it. So, yeah, that those, but it takes time to get to that point. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you don't even get to that point until way later, but you try. Yeah. Like educators are, play such a pivotal role in everybody's lives. Like, um, you're basically a life coach. Like, when they're ready to make major decisions, if they're willing to listen, you know, they, they, some powerful moments can come out of that. Mm-hmm. And I found that a lot with students when I was teaching at a, a physical school where, uh, you know, some of them were, uh, how, how do is it was before pre Neo, right? <laughs> they haven't been woke yet. So it's a lot of, it's just woking people up. Am I using that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The blue pill or the... <laughs> yeah, we got to wake people up. They needed that taste of reality. They were still... Yes, I mean, if they listen yeah. and they follow through it, it's a really impactful moment for a lot of these students and educators are at the forefront of that. And uh, it, and that's, the. I think I would say the, the difference um, when I was mentioning how managing students and professionals are similar, that would be probably the biggest difference because as a professional, you kind of, he's like, yeah, whatever. I'll go on a five. You know, you're not really changing anybody's lives. Right. It's more like just do this better or not. Right. But you're not, they're not going to sit through a, a, a coaching session from you, even if you're a lead, right. It's like, get the F out of here. But a student, you know, they're, they're still in those early years where they're malleable enough and willing to listen and take advice and some real changes can be made. And uh, in our industry or anything, it's, it's, I, I feel there's a lot of lost students who kind of fell into this because they're not good at math or something. <laughs> like it's kind of like the default. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they yeah in that corner and they're like, I'm not good at anything else. So let's just give games a shot. And so, you know, unfortunately, that's not how the industry works. And um, it's a really tough industry to kind of gamble with that type of money mm. to kind of see if you maybe like it or not. Right. So uh, more often than not, where I, I see myself talking to students who are so in debt, but like not really thinking it through on how to get out of that situation. It's like you do. You are you are so far in the hole. Like I'm looking down on you and I can barely see you anymore. It's like make a decision already. You know, I think what would help AI or any just school that's like, Hey, you're going to pay a hundred grand or more. It's like every start of the quarter or semester, especially if you're taking student loans, you should get like a future payout estimate. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Based on how many classes you've taken, it's going to cost you X amount per month to repay your loan for the term. 30 and the years, sad thing is, it's not just kids, it's like adults. Even adults yeah. jump in there, they're just yeah. like, Well, I'm just going through. And it's like, No, seriously, you're going to yeah. be paying like 500, yep. maybe 800 yep. a month. Are you, they need you to see it. Yeah. That definitely helps. And actually, AI was actually considered one of the cheaper ones in comparison to like CalArts. Did you see the article with CalArts? <sighs> no. Like, no? Can you, can you uh, give, uh, there's give like us a little. little 
<laughs> okay, let's see if I can. Um, according <laughs> to the article, there's like a little tiny riot going on over there because um, they're increasing their um, tuition by four or five percent. Again, I'm paraphrasing. I can't. Remember. I don't have the article. Ooh, there. that's a huge number, man. And and at the end, after four years, they, with housing and books and everything, it's about three hundred forty thousand. Uh, so now they're trying. They're little. A they're house like a petition. or college. Exactly. And it's a petition where it basically says that the people that, that are made this college famous, they wouldn't even go to that college if they were in that situation. So it's really, you know, it's really intense. It's a good college. It's considered one of the best, sure. but 340. I mean, that's, I think more than a doctor. I have no idea. No, you're never going to make that money back. <laughs> Not in 10 that's, years. That's yeah. robbery. That's extortion. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do scholarships and all that stuff that helps like reduce that, which is some of the more expensive colleges have a tendency to see to do. But um, I don't know. It just seems really high. So, yeah, AI was actually considered cheaper, but it's still expensive. It's still like 100 mm. K. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge educational um, debt, student debt loan crisis. Right. I mean, that for years they've been saying that's the that's yeah, that's the next uh, after the housing crisis. You know, student debt loan is at the forefront of that. And uh, I, I feel with the art schools, especially, they're even in the front lines of that, you know, because we uh, it's such a mystery, you know, uh, not a lot of universities offer uh, a track. So uh, I think a lot of times the at least the bad schools really take advantage of that. For, and unfortunately, students don't know any better. Um, well, one of the well, universities are more universities are offering starting to. So that's really, that's, that's actually, I think one of the reasons why AI was starting to lose students was because there was other options, like even community colleges are offering arts and, Mm -hmm. you know, colleges. So anybody who's thinking about going to college, you might want to consider trying to get some rid of some gen eds and stuff like that in a community college. Yeah. Yeah. If I could, you know, spend 15 grand and get the first year and a half of my schooling done at community college and the, tra- the credits transfer to save like 60 to 70,000 in going into like a higher level education program where really all I care about is my major related classes. 10 times out of 10, I would do that. I, mm-hmm. I really, but that's after the fact, right? When you're yeah, yeah. 18 years old, getting out of high school, you know, like yeah. how, how do you find out this information that you can, what, like, what is an articulation agreement? Right. I mm-hmm. learned about that stuff when I became, you know, a, uh, a department head. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was just like, what's that? You know, cause mm-hmm. I went directly to a university. I didn't go through community college. Mm-hmm. So just in case nobody knows, or you may know, but um, articulation agreements are actually documentation that says if you take this class at the community college, you will transfer to another co- another college. And oh. they all have contracts. Some of them do, not all of them. But if you're interested in a particular college that you want to go to, you need to check the community college and see if they have an articulation agreement. Mm-hmm. Probably the best way to go. You probably just save 50 grand for a lot of people just right there. Well, I mean, it's up to them. Then, then comes the quality, guys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. comes, like you're paying for a community college. You're going to be surrounded. Just a warning. Mm-hmm. You're going to be surrounded by people from all walks of life in that community college. You're not going to be surrounded by high schoolers that want to learn how to do this stuff for a living. Are super passionate. You know, if you're going to be surrounded by veterans, you know, my somebody's grandma who's just curious about animation. You're, you know, it's like just just be aware that sometimes you pay for for what you get. So. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm I'm always I'm always in conflict because I love I love my experience at my school because obviously I made some lifelong friends, right? Uh I'm pointing at Larry. He's not he's not he's not pointing back at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'll just look weird if I just like <laughs> you gotta throw one at me sometimes. <laughs> but that's that's like obviously there are online uh alternatives right now, but there's never gonna be a way to kind of replace that. Like the just being able to sit next to an artist because you know larry and i are are even trying to do this anything and a lot of it's just through the interwebs right Mm -hmm. um just working on our game apart but like you know there's a certain energy that we feed off each other just being next to each other and that's what i remember a lot from my college days right uh and uh that, that i feel like that that's that's hard to replace and it's irre- irreplaceable to be honest. Can't replicate it. Can't replicate it. And, um, and these schools are a perfect opportunity for that. Like there's a reason why any developers or developers are trying to get a community going in every parts of America. Right. Just to meet up once a week because to kind of get that, get that, um, get, get that connection, but feed off the energy to kind of propel them to their next goal. Right. And, um, I think colleges, especially if you're jumping into it right after high school, helps kind of create that idea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you skip that step, you kind of miss the value of that. And uh, it's a it's an already close. Like everyone's working in a closet already, right? As as what our profession is. So it's a. I feel like if you just jump right into the closet, without knowing, you know, the benefits of working with next to each other, I, I don't. I I can, I can guess. I guess that might affect the social aspect of being a game developer, which is already an all time low in my opinion. It's all through tweets now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's the number one benefit of going to a college is your connections. Like mm. I know that I don't know which one got the job first, but one of you got the job and probably helped the other one get a job or you know it was, it was definitely me. No, it was <laughs> he said definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> he means because he has a great it was memory. me. It was me. <laughs> because of his memory he knows. because of his memory. <laughs> and my great great friend Kaylin Shaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I reached out to him. Like the way I said, I make good friends and he never reached out to me back. So. <laughs> oh, we should bring him in here. That'd be amazing. Um, by the way, Kayla was like worked for us too. Yeah. yeah. He was like one of our first big guests, by the way, on this oh, podcast. Really? He was yeah. our first guest. He was the period. first guest. Yeah. It was our second episode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh my God, I listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so connection wise, yeah, college is, I mean, seriously, that's where I made my connections. That's where students make their connections. And then one of them gets in and then it's just, you know, it takes you on. It's, uh, it's very hard to reproduce that online. There are, mm. I think you're right. There are growing networks, but you know, it's something it's, you know, they're kind of shy. It's, different. it's very yeah. different. And it's, to put yourself out there is really hard, but in a school is actually considered like a safe space. You know, that's yeah. where you learn. That's where you can make mistakes. That's where your creativity can blossom, you know, and then you learn the truth about the industry and how you got to meet the deadlines. And it's not about yeah. your journey. It's about the project, you know, things like that. So 
But yeah, I mean, how many times have you guys heard of stories where, you know, somebody gets a job and they get everybody else and they get their friends in. So yeah, I mean, that's the way it still works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still works. <laughs> All my best friends that I really hang out with and talk to still are college friends. Yeah. Like I've made friends along the way, of course, but you know, you're like, what do you call it, Larry? A shovelware? <laughs> yeah, it's based on referrals. Like most companies it's are all referrals. Yeah. referrals. Yeah. So you need to make friends that can get in for sure. Yeah. yeah. All the, yeah. like our tight circle of people who we were cool with in college. And you kind of knew like this person's got the work ethic. They've got the attitude. I would work with this person. Not only that, yeah. I would recommend this person. All those people who ever fell into that box for me are like fully employed and have been employed for the past X years since college. So. I have students that are, are getting jobs before they even graduate. So I have to offer yeah. online classes mm. so they can graduate. But mm. yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, big companies, like one of them just got hired by Leica. I was like, what? Mm. Yeah, so off to Portland in the mm. snow. So <laughs> cool. um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and he's a huge contact, you know, mm. and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like that everywhere. So mm. it's all about the people, you know, <laughs> especially when you start coming and getting higher. I think yeah. I maybe as an associate, not so much, but when you get to the leadership positions, I think that, mm. that's really applies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got some gossip that we can discuss. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's not really gossip. So I read like okay. two, it's, it's fact, but two weeks ago, right? Because I, I actually taught at this campus, the North Hollywood campus of AI. And that like uh, the day of they informed the students. I don't know, Larry, have you heard about this? Inform the students the day of that the place is closing. Ooh. Yeah, uh, because I have because I worked in AI for like I think seven years. Mm. Um, I knew a lot of people that were still there, so mm. it was um, it was very traumatic for everybody. It was I mean it was crazy, it was man. a huge impact on me mm. um, because you know like at least give them. Usually they give you a warning to let you teach yeah. out. They yeah, help was, transfer. Yeah. They close the online section. So usually online was the way that they could finish. Mm. So these, but I don't know if you guys know what happened, but Argosy, which is the umbrella company that bought mm. the Art Institute um, or were part of this whole thing, it lost its um, ability to get Title IV funding, which is financial mm. aid. Mm. And once that happens, I mean, there's there's no way you can run a school. Yeah. So it shut the doors within two days. No severance packages, just let people... This episode is made possible by Quixel.com. Be sure to check them out for photogrammetry assets and textures. If you are in a studio, if you are part of a bigger studio, you want to use this tool set to be among the best. They are behind this year's GDC Unreal Rebirth demo that is catching a lot of buzz and waves out there. Be sure to check that out to see the power of using Quixel.com for all your texturing and photogrammetry asset needs. Please use our special code GDU10 to get the first year 30% off. Again, that's GDU10 at checkout at Quixel.com. You know, I thought I thought there was like a religious company that bought it, like Dream or something. It's called Dream Center. So you know how for profits get a bad rep. Well, no. the Art Institute literally said, or Argosy really was like, "Hey, well, if that's a Dream Center is willing to buy us." So again, this is all just like sure. things that I've read. Who knows yeah, yeah. how accurate yeah. I am? Gossip, I baby. I have not a report. I have no clue. But you can just read it online. But mm. um, 
you know, Dream Center was a nonprofit, so they purchased it. And uh, so AI and and the Argosy Institution was um, nonprofit. Mm. And, uh, you know, which puts, I guess it's a, it's just a different tax bracket. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it, I think it was religious, but yeah, it, it was run under a religious organization, but I don't think it influenced the actual business side itself. Right. Well, at least God wasn't open that day. There was like, there was like, a lot of students and everybody was like, walked out. Like stu- two students get arrested in Hollywood. Yeah. There was a, like a big strike. Yeah. There was that was a, a really camp. nice camp. I love that campus. Hollywood that, was great. A lot of students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, was, AI is just, Oh my God. Yeah. It's uh, there's still two left. In Atlanta, I think. But that's it yeah. out of the whole thing. Out of a, it was like how many? It was, was everywhere. It, it, was like, it was everywhere. Oh. It was like sixty campuses all over yeah. the country, and it, yeah, Argosy too. Argosy got shut down too. Yeah, so it's really how, how are people at, in Atlanta in Texas looking at this and be like, oh, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's this is Game Denial of Thrones. Is a beautiful thing. This is Game of Thrones, right? Every other campus has been has been invaded and killed by the White Walkers, and these two. Uh, this Winter's is like coming. the Lannisters who are like, oh, hey. poppycock. I don't believe it. Hey, those yeah. guys died so that we can have those resources to strengthen. Them. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know how these guys survived. Um, the ones who are surviving got bought by somebody. That's uh, some company that's willing to just like buy them. So uh, I can see the Texas one yeah. withstanding it because that's a huge community of developers right there. But Atlanta is like I don't remember if it was Atlanta. It's somewhere okay. in the East Coast. Okay. The, the interesting anything thing, in the East Coast. <laughs> I know. If I look at it where we have sixty different schools worth of students who are applying for, you know, full-time education. I'm assuming a decent amount of them are also getting room and board 60 campuses now going down to two. You, if, if those kids were willing to re to move and take room and board, I can see why there's two that still survive, right? Like you already have like a plethora of students who are willing to fill 60 schools worth of students well, with room and board. 60- Went at the peak, then it started shutting oh, sure, down like, sure. things like satellite campuses, like satellite. This has been a slow dead. Um, then came the Sunnyvale and satellite mm-hmm. campuses, then started going for bigger campuses like LA, mm-hmm. and then they started to, and then out of nowhere, like seriously, I was really surprised when they decided to just pull the plug. Yeah. It was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just as a cautious to anybody who might have been in the situation for the Art Institute, um, you know, just don't panic. I would highly recommend. I have a couple of points here just so I can emphasize it. Mm-hmm. I would highly encourage anybody who worked, who uh, went to uh, the Art Institute for Education um, to order at least four official transcripts and a fifth one to open and, and scan in. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how challenging it's going to be to get official transcripts, not that all the art institutes are closing. Mm-hmm. So I recommend that you go ahead and order at least four and don't open them, but order a fifth. Um, so you can open it and scan it in case you need it. Just you never oh, know when yeah. you need those things. So they I didn't like- even give a way to for students to kind of move on. Was that the what, what was the situation there? I'm not 100 percent t- sure. I'm not. Mm. I wasn't on the ground when this happened. So um, All right, I know next time, Monica. <laughs> I know. Right? I know there's emails out there that you can email. I think there's maybe something in the website, but um, yeah, it's like. 
I think a lot of them were left really confused because of, yeah, that's like, so they don't even have some that had one sem- one quarter left. Mm, they were almost there. Mm. Some of them were taking six classes to try to finish, and it was gone. I mean, it's it's brutal. It's it's not a good thing. Um, this is that was that would be the time a slacker would actually be winning. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I haven't been doing shit all year. <laughs> Who's the king? <laughs> Who's the king? <laughs> Gave myself an A plus. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I look at it as a barometer for change, though, right? Like, regardless of how well they ran their business, I know that we have 60, 58 schools worth of students that are now displaced who likely at least want to do something with their lives in the entertainment medias, right? That's why they went to, or cooking or fashion design or whatever. That's why they went to Art Institute in the first place. So, if anybody's laughing about this and taking advantage, I would say it's online schooling who like, we don't have brick and mortar. We don't have room and board. We literally just have instances of classes that anybody can take from anywhere, get the education, pay way less. You know what I mean? This isn't a commercial, by the way, this is just me observing with a business hat on. It's like, it's a total, like I, it makes a hundred percent sense to me where like, all right, my industry isn't, um, what do you call it? Diploma driven. It's portfolio driven. Mm-hmm. So if you can show me that you can do the work, you have just as much of a shot as the person who graduated, but who could also do the work. You know what I mean? I'm never going to be like, oh, sorry, awesome ass artist who lives down the street. I'm going to hire this other guy that has the AI graduate you know, portfolio and diploma because that mm-hmm. diploma means something here. Like, no, nah, they want to know who's the best. We hire that person and we want them now. You know, yeah. it's a weird time. Like, I'm still very confused by it because before we even went to school, Larry, like there was definitely a uptick, right? Where people were discovering that you can do this as a career. That's what I felt our class was like. Yep. And then obvious. Yeah. And then a lot of schools started to like, oh man, there's a lot of people with interests and a lot of schools are starting to form. So I feel now like there are less opportunities for students to go to schools. Once there's more students interested more than ever, like, Mm -hmm. Fortnite have made us into like a rock stars, man. Rock star phenomenon. Yeah. Everybody knows about games. Therefore, you know, their interest in game dev is only like a step away. Mm-hmm. And, but right now we're at a place where these schools are just like plummeting for other reasons mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, for students wanting to learn. And even with these online schools as an alternative, like I, I still go back to like, man, those memories that I've had has been, it's great to go to a local school and actually hang out with people yeah. for real. Right. And I think the referrals actually work better off of that versus comment two, six, nine, you know, like, Oh, this guy actually has good artwork. Let me, Rick, Rick. it's not the same, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I've seen your picture a couple of times and your artwork. I know you're good. But you know, you're yeah. less likely to put your neck out for that person if you never really hung out with them, right? And yeah, that's that's a big missing component right now. Yeah, he does great work, but yeah, I don't know. It might be weird. Like he does <laughs> thing with his ears once in a while. It's like, oh my god, social hours because yeah, never see that. There, like if I were to judge through referrals by work alone from the students that I actually went to school with, right? <laughs> and Larry knows my list, right? <laughs> like, including the guy that stole my work. Like, if I just looked at right his in work, front of him, <laughs> right in front of me, right? 
<laughs> such a good, this is like this is like retro gdu episode where i talked about this where a student when i was a student we were in like in a little group pitch we pitched to each other before we did present the class he went up before me he took my pitch right that was my idea pitch my game and everybody's like that's a great idea and he sat back down like everything was cool so i mean he made my list that day I'm doing way better than him. But if I were to sit down and look at the portfolio right now and I didn't have that type of interaction, I was like, oh, yeah, he's actually a cool guy. Mm. Right. But because I have that history with him, he he will burn. It helps the weeding out process. (laughs) The weeding out process is so much better. Uh Yeah. It's a weird time. Online definitely has a place. It's going to be very hard to figure out that social aspect of it because unless you guys actually hang out like something like this, Mm. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging to recommend somebody to actually know what their ticks are for all, you know, they're just, you know, who knows? You just don't know who they are for real, but they're artists good. So it's uh, that's something that college does give you. Um, It also gives you, you know, it's like, do you want to be a gear or do you want to be a leader? That's always mm-hmm. like my thing. It's like, if you just want to learn the tools and just create great art, okay. But, I mean, don't forget the general educations. I know most of us don't like them, but they do make us into a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you take that history of animation or if you take criminology oh, yeah. or if you take any of that, it makes you somebody that can make decisions and design mm-hmm. choices and level choices or whatever it is, and then actually create informative decisions versus just kind of well i saw it it was in youtube it was cool you know so uh i think if you want to be a like a real a leader um that can make intelligent decisions um and that support your idea then you know education is probably a good way to go so so i mean it's it's something that you have to kind of debate on especially now that there's so many options it's like you can do youtube academy you know Mm -hmm. but youtube Mm -hmm. academy is free but I mean, it's have you seen so, any videos yes, out there? Good yeah. luck sifting through all that because in the past, ten years ago, like fifteen, um, <laughs> we didn't have anything. We had digital yeah. tutors, I think, yeah. maybe some Nomon DVDs that cost too much money. Yeah, but now, eighty bucks a class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we yeah. spend so much money trying to learn all these things now. The internet has so much information that it's almost impossible to sift through. Like, mm-hmm. where do you go? So you go to online, or you go to school to be able to, so they can guide you in yes, a more, much more clear path mm-hmm. and you're more than welcome to do it on your own, but it's going to take you forever to just kind of sift through all the stuff that's out there. Well, and you, if you have no guide, you know, you don't know what's wrong information what's good information, which that's is, true. you know, there's a lot of wrong information out there, but like to kind of touch on more of the social aspect, like in an interview we go, it's like 50% of your work, but 50% personality and judging from the last mixture, well, not our mixture particularly, but judging from our GDC experience every year and our, even our recent one, you know, students have a have a weird way to approach. <laughs> you can yeah. you can literally you can smell a student a mile away. <laughs> you can smell. It's like, They're hey, hungry. Hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm Larry, the student, right? And oh, no, what's no, your I'm LinkedIn? Do you have your LinkedIn? Do you have your LinkedIn profile? Can I connect with you right now? It's like no. Get away from me. <laughs> I'm in the middle of like, I haven't seen my friend for seven years. Mm. You know, he just lost his leg. Give me a sec, <laughs> you know, but like students don't have those cues. And I'm, I'm very worried 
about future online students going to these events and just have no idea how to function. And I've seen, I, I, I can only see that escalate. It's like, you're so weird. What's very interesting about what you say, man, is like, let's just break that down to just life, social situations that they just yes. missed out on in general. Yeah. Right. I think I'll say I lived a privileged life, life in the sense that I was in many different communities around many different types of people for my whole life. So being able to like mix and match and intermingle with different social groups is something that comes natural to me. And that's something that I would say is an advantage in a situation like I'm a student. Yes, but I'm not going to go out there salivating at an <laughs> opportunity to shake this guy's hand where he can clearly see that like, oh, my God, like get away from me. You know what yeah. I mean? I think a lot of people in our industry I don't even want to generalize this way, but I am for the example to make on this podcast. I know that there's a lot of people who maybe kept to themselves, very introverted, like my art school. I would say there was a lot of students who were very individualistic, kept to themselves, did their own thing, didn't really talk much, didn't really express themselves much, didn't know how to join groups and communicate well with groups of people. And because they did that and that made them feel comfortable, it was hard for them to go outside of that and network. You know what I mean? Because networking is literally getting them to do the opposite of what makes them feel comfortable. And it's, it's always just tough. And I felt bad <laughs> seeing like, yep, there he is standing in the corner, not giving out business cards or talking to people, you know, not being excited about an opportunity to talk to these pro devs, hoping that one is just going to come up, drop a job and then walk away. Cause that never happens. Never. And it's so funny, Brandon, because I would, I just wanted to applaud that student that asked you for your LinkedIn, because you have any idea how hard it is for them to actually like, they'll just give business cards away. Like it's, you know, here, here, here. And they feel mm -hmm. like they did. That's enough. But really like that doesn't give you any power. Like mm -hmm. you have to get the business cards or the LinkedIn profile. So you can mm -hmm. at least have some sort of yeah. connection later. Cause otherwise right. you get, you don't have, you're just waiting for them to come back. So yeah, yeah I know it's a pain for you, Brandon, but I'm just so proud of that no. one. <laughs> it's good. I don't know who he is. I haven't followed up, but there's like a right approach and a wrong up. approach. That's the thing. You got to yeah, butter me up yeah. before you take me out on a date. You know, wine I mean? and dine, please. Wine and dine. It's as easy as just treat me like a human being. You know, just be respectful. Yeah. It's like if you aren't interested. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, GDC is obviously the place to do so. It's perfect. But the way these students are approaching professionals, I, I feel like more and more every year, like have no idea how to. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and that's like a social learning aspect where I feel like online schools won't teach you. Are you kidding me? It's like, I know yeah, something so really well. That's going to be like, dude, you can't do that. Like yeah. I've had conversations where I'm like, uh, that's not right. You, you, you can't, you gotta get, you gotta get rid of those cat ears. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. You can wear but them in school, like, but, exactly. but I'm going to put my mean hat on here and tell You're you. It's going to be more, it needs multiple interaction to, first of all, us order, teachers to be able to sniff that out. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? You do this thing. When you talk to people, it's like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. I'm just you know? like, uh, you're being a little aggressive. You need a to. A little too aggressive. Out. Yeah. Like there's uh, kind like of more emails. Yo, yeah. I'm like, that is not how you write an email. Like you yeah. have, that's the thing about college is that mm. it teaches you all of these social cues and how to like professionalism that high school, I think don't do anymore. No, high school is dead. Oh my God. I can't imagine walking to high school now. Everybody on their phones. Um, I can't, I, I, I honestly don't know, but the only thing I can see is from my college view is that we actually had to create a professionalism class. It's not called that, but something like that, where we teach, yeah. them, Hey, this is how you properly Skills. write an email. Yeah. Like dear professor, 
you know, Charles, you know, like just like something polite. <laughs> hey, what's up? I need this. Like, no, no, no. You got to butter them up saying, I hope you're having a wonderful day. <laughs> so I have a question about blank, you know, mm. like just things like that. So man, Larry, I almost want to do like a spoof podcast where we teach like all the wrong things. <laughs> It's like, no, hey, if you just reached out to a person and they haven't responded, that means they haven't got it. So make sure you follow up with another email until they finally respond. <laughs> the magic number is 40. Usually 40 <laughs> emails is what it takes. Yeah. That's what I know you're really committed. <laughs> committed. I'll admire that. <laughs> like, I, I came up with this metaphor a while back in school to try to tell students like the key way of networking. I try to come up with an example that like puts it in perspective. And I will always tell the kids, the person you're talking to has $10 in their hand and you're trying to ask them for their $10, right? Mm. Everyone knows what it's like to have 10 bucks in their hand. And everyone knows what it's like to have somebody be like, Hey man, can I have some money? Right. Mm. Every single, I don't want to say every single person, but if that's the approach, like, Hey man, can I have some money? Usually like, no. No, right. I'm not giving you this thing of value. You just walked into my life. You don't mm-hmm. care that I'm going to be giving you this 10 bucks. You just care that you're getting 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At least make it mutually beneficial, if anything. At least let yeah. me know that I'm investing the 10 bucks, not just giving the 10 bucks. So that's what Monica means and Brandon means about what is your relationship? Have you built rapport? Butter me up. Make right. me invested in you somehow, some way. And the key way to do it is not interrupting me with my friend who just lost his leg while we're trying to like <laughs> recommunicate with each other out of 10 years yeah. to be like, hey, you work at the company I want to work for. I love to draw anime and Dragon Ball Z. Here's my card. Give me a job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I actually created a, uh, a uh, training, three training videos that you can mm. find for free on my website. And, mm. um, and it's literally like about like how to make networking because mm. really the trick is, like you don't ask for a job to a stranger, like ask for those $10, which is what you're really asking for is 90,000. But like mm-hmm. what you're, what you need to do is more like ask them for feedback. And then mm. it's not so intimidating, mm. you know? And that's kind of like the key that I've been asking my students to do is like, don't go over there. They know that you're hungry. They know you want the job. Like they know it's mm. like, but they're not going to give it to you. So you really got to approach it in a way of like, Hey, can I, do you mind if you take a look at my portfolio and think if it's worth it? Then you can start building a bridge. And then once mm-hmm. you build that bridge, you can like maybe become friends. And guess what happens? You transfer, you help your friends get jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can't just, you know, ask them and assume they're going to get a job or anything. It's like, you really got to kind of work on your, on your social skills and your networking to be able to get that position. Yeah. Oh my God. You totally have. Yeah. You totally gave me this inside piece of trickery for networking that I just came up with while you're talking. So like I come up to you and ask for feedback, right? I show you my portfolio. And this like, is cool. what I've come up with. And it's so far it's, it's been, it's been working. <laughs> and this is, this is exactly what I would do, right? Like to co-sign, I'm going to co-sign. I show my portfolio and I'm like, Hey, look, I'm just looking for feedback. You work at a place I want to work for one day, which means you're familiar with what they do and what they would expect. I would just love to hear what you have to say on what I've done so far. Right. Where can I? Yeah. Where can I? Where do you exactly. see weaknesses? Where can can where can I take my next steps to to lead towards a position like that? What you have, and then that way, it's not you're not begging. You're mm-hmm. making connections. You'll get real authentic feedback. And mm-hmm. if they say no, that's okay. But mm-hmm. most people are willing to help students. Yeah. You know, like because you're learning. Because we were all students stuff like not too long ago. So we sympathize. But- So continuing on with the Mm -hmm. example, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, cool. Sure. And they give you feedback, right? One, you should already appreciate that because they've given you time to like, they could have been doing 
anything for themselves, yes. but they did something for you, a stranger who just so happened to have a portfolio to show them. So like already Absolutely. appreciate that. What I will say is I get the feedback, I take it and I update something and at least show yes. them that they didn't waste their time. Please follow Send that through. Thing back. Exactly. Follow through. You can't be like, great, thank you. And then nothing like, no, you better turn in something and like pretend this is an assignment. This is your homework and turn it in in two or three weeks. (laughs) If the changes, even if it's just small, you need to make changes and say like, Hey, I took your advice for heart. And I mean, that's a big deal. And then butter them up one last time. Like, wow, you were really right about my lighting or you were right about my proportions. After doing what you said, I noticed improvement. I really want to thank you. Right now. The other person's like, I gave them feedback. It was critical. They took it well. And I also see improvement based on what I told this person. Exactly. They think at least two levels higher of you than they did previously. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They might be more willing to give you the $10 now because they kind of have invested in you when it didn't cost them any risk. So now there's more assurance that if they ever did have to say, you know what? I know this junior, he could probably do the job because they know you, they've talked to you, they gave you feedback, and then you have improved even in that little bit of time. They have more faith to believe that you would be somebody who could potentially be that junior, that associate and bring Mm -hmm. you in versus the other person who's still doing the, Hey, I want to work there. Give me a job. Oh my God, please. So the other approach after that second step of getting feedback and thanking them would be like, Hey, I saw that this position's available. Do you think I would be a good fit? Mm -hmm. And that's it. You don't say, Hey, I want the job or anything. You just ask them, Hey, would you think I would, my portfolio is good enough for this type of position. And then you mm-hmm. wait for the yes and the no. And if it's a no, then take that as a hint that you need to work more. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a yes, then you can ask, do you mind if I put your name down as a referral? Yeah. And there you go. It is a long wine yeah, and dine process, but mm-hmm. it's a process that will get you a lot further than, hey, man, I know you're talking to your legless friend there, but uh, it's going to be my friend soon, right? In LinkedIn, you know, like, <laughs> can I get you a lot further? So it's a longer process, but it's a process that will work. It's not aggressive. It's not intimidating. It's a nice, nice way of handling it. Just remember that if if they say no, you know, it's don't get upset. It's just that you don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah. I mean, you, we all have something going on. There's always life going on. So just give them an opportunity to, you know, if they haven't responded in two weeks, you can nudge a little bit and be like, hey, just checking in. And after the third time, that's it. Consider it done and then move on. My biggest problem I've had with students networking that I can recall is something that like in regards to it happening to me mm-hmm. is I've always felt like I get it. You want the job. You're hungry for the opportunity, but I don't owe you. You know what I mean? You're not the, you're not the only person who's asked me to do this. Right. Right. So like if somebody on the career end gets in a position where they're a prominent artist or a prominent designer or a prominent anything, can you imagine every time they go to a trade show or a convention, how many people, even if you do it the nice way, have asked them like, hey, can you look at my portfolio and can you tell me like what's up? Right. Let, let's assume they do that four times a month. Right. If they say no to you, it's not a personal thing. Like, don't get mad and flip out. That, not like, trying to oh, hurt your feelings. You suck. Yeah. You're, you know, <laughs> you're an asshole. You don't care about the students. Like, no, I care about the other four students who have already asked me to do this and I'm doing it for them. And then I have my own job and responsibilities and life on the side that I'm trying to maintain. I've helped four people already. I'm kind of feeling a little burnt out from giving the free portfolio advice right now. So right. as a student, understand that, like, when you get someone to say yes, treasure it. When someone yeah. says no, that's okay. Like nobody owes you that, you know what I mean? You have Mm -hmm. to understand that like, you're not the only person on the planet whenever you're asking somebody to do something for you. You have no idea what's going on on their end. So it's true. 
just keep trying. That's why you go to conventions is to mm. meet that person because face-to-face means a lot more than just, yeah. well, online is actually pretty cool because you get to reach out to multiple people like at once, yeah. but uh, that personal, it's really hard to say no in person. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, just be friendly. For just be people. nice. Don't be weird. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't be weird. <laughs> so I can say no in multiple languages. <laughs> if Brandon leaves his out of work, like out of on vacation office email reply on 24 7 like even when he's there i had he's larry had this because we were doing interviews right at, uh, at gdc oh man and larry's just a natural magnet for conversation right <laughs> and like a lot of the times like man gdc people they could talk right so some people just talk and so i was teaching him how to like just turn around and like oh uh-huh, uh-huh, and just slightly <laughs> You know, there's an art to there's, ending there's the conversation. There's an art to end the conversation to not make it so weird. Yeah, sometimes in my office, I'm just gonna get up and just start walking away. Like, uh huh, uh huh. You can follow me. Follow, follow me. Follow me. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And then I just go like back to my office. Up. Like, yeah. Monica takes four rights, four right turns, Basically. and loses them at the third one. Mm. I mean, it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, you know, it's part of time it, is, yeah, time is money. It's part of it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, these are just skills that, yeah, most, most, you, know, you just got to learn it through experience in life, really. Um, I mean, like, Monica, like, it's admirable that, you know, this is part of the lecture. I think it's not, it's not enough, to be honest, because it really is like part of the job is 50 percent. Can you do the work? 50 percent is personality. With engineers is a complete opposite. Like, I think I mentioned this before, but um, I think it's a sledgehammer. Like everyone had like a, a interview seminar, like every discipline. And the way the engineers seminar was completely different to how the artists and designers would interview. And when like we were mixing the room together, like asking questions together, you know, the the creatives basically were outlining like, oh, yeah, you know, once they get in, you know, we know they do good work, but we really want to get to know them. Like, can I work with them? Can I can I, right. uh, can I have fun with them? Can I have fun with them? Can I get, have a beer with them? And the engineer is just looking at and they're like, did pan zombie uh <laughs> attitude right where like why do i care like can they do the work or not you know who cares if i like them or not that's so that that's a very stark contrast to like the disciplines but but you know more, who the more, leaders are the ones who can talk yes social and they're the yes. ones that are like oh i can communicate with the artists and everybody i like to drink beer and you know yes they stand so, out yeah mostly the creatives are about you know being able to hang out with that person. So like I said, like I've been part of uh what do you call it? The interview panels where we interview a person and we have that little meeting in the circle where I said, don't hire that guy. He was not weird. I, I was articulate right? about like red flags. Right. But those are things that I look for when I interview, because obviously if they gotten through the door to the interview process, I know their work is good. Right. Everything else is personality and little. Yeah, do they fit the stuff culture? In, do they fit the culture? So it's 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 not emphasized enough. I think that part of the job, right? So hopefully people take note. Students listening. Yeah. Yeah, that sometimes you just don't fit the culture, and that's okay. You'll find a company that will. Mm. 
Mm. Well, we'll learn too. <laughs> Hopefully. Or if it's, you know, uh, I mean, the hard part is actually going back to the HR rep mm. or the recruiter and saying, can I please get honest feedback about the reason why I didn't receive the position? And if you're lucky, they'll actually tell you the reason why. Because we have actually, and this isn't a different company altogether, but mm. we actually did not hire a couple of people because they put on way too much cologne. <laughs> or like we were suffocating That's all it in takes. the meeting room and we couldn't wait for it to end. Cologne bomb, dude. But I mean, if they asked us like, well, why didn't we hire this person? We're not going to tell them, you know? So, and who knows how many other opportunities oh. are lost because of that. But, yeah, but if you. I saw them at a bar, I would mm. tell them. You know, but I in a professional it. setting, there's no way I would tell. I get it. That's, so. That feels like something that's a little try to make. So try to see if you can find that honest <laughs> opinion. <laughs> right when I walked in, I was like, "What the?" <laughs> it was awful. We were like, "Do you not joking. take a shower? What's going on?" <laughs> oh, they took. They've just covered themselves in cologne. I don't know. I guess they thought it smelled good. There's like a threshold for cologne, right? It's like two sprays smell good. Three sprays is like, don't you dare put any more. Four or more, it's like you're you're, ruin, you're ruining it. Run through. That's yeah. you know, it's like the safest bet. I know it looks yeah. weird. The only person I didn't say that you stank was <laughs> when I shared a ride. I think I mentioned this before with the Eric Hirschberg, the ex CEO of Activision. He was visiting our office, and man, <laughs> the stank. We were what, on the eighth floor or something, Larry. Right? Oh my yeah. God. Eight floors of like bro like how much cocaine and partying have you done this past week <laughs> there's no reason for you to smell i know you're rich what is going like, on I'm rich. it doesn't matter anymore maybe that's <laughs> yes, the next level that of power yeah. that's the next level of power. it's like hey i know i stink too. i'm gonna see i'm gonna see you dare to say something you're gonna dare say something What's up, Eric? Everything's cool, man. Yeah, I'm it glad was I wasn't there. Horrible. That was the oh, only time I wouldn't say something because obviously he has the power to like get rid of me <laughs> in a body bag and everything. I had a story with him, but it's not as funny as that one. Like I think I think it was with you. I don't know remember. I was with someone at Sledgehammer and I actually didn't recognize him. But he this is what I was kind of new and like I didn't know who Eric Hirschberg was. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just getting my Call of Duty job, you know. Yeah. But anyway, riding the elevator down, he was on the elevator with us and we had just had a team meeting. And so I was just sitting there like whoever I was talking to. I thought it was you, but I, I, my memory may not serve me correctly. But like, you know how after the team meeting, you then go oh, walk oh, no, with your friend to like what really was said at the team meeting. Because you always yeah. get the spin and then you have to like, OK, so like let's let's unpack what happened. Round table after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Like, so he was just sitting there like listening weird. and like. Give <laughs> I think let's cross this together. Dude, I've done some terrible. I've I've done, I told you this, right? That I've had some bad foes. Like, uh, you know, when I think it was in 2K, right? And I was um, sitting across from my uh, exit, like basically the executive producer, right? (laughs) And uh, it's funny enough, even if she hears this, it'll be funny. You know, you can hear. Well, it's a glass office, right? It's a small glass office. So I usually get the scoop way before the rest of the studio does based on body language, mm-hmm. you know? So anytime that anyone that have a serious conversation, that's me like, 
break time, right? I'm studying, right? I'm getting the scoop. I'm seeing what's going on. Why is she so mad? Why is he so gloom? What did he do? Like, that's my whole thing. And I, I would have my little intel network where I'm like, oh, shit, you wouldn't believe what I just saw. You'll hear this next week at the next week's office. <laughs> so this is after two weeks of crunching. So I was completely out of it. But obviously, you know, I need to uh, make jokes still. And so th- this one time she was really railing it into this uh, uh, one of the leads, right? Just saying this and that, this and that. And I was like, oh, man, she said this and that. Did you, did you hear that? And then I closed it. And something didn't feel right. So I opened it up again. And it was directly to her. I DM'd her exactly in quotes what she said like two minutes ago. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to get fired. What do I do? <laughs> like, I stood up and sat down more than ever before, <laughs> not knowing what to do. And finally, like, all right, all right. This is what I'm going to do. That woke so, you up, I bet. <laughs> well, that, 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 listen, that, listen to this. That woke me up. So I thought I was super slick, right? And so I, I, I doubled down on it, right? I added something else that wasn't something she said. Right, right. was something that she said, but saying, like, as if someone said it, trying to kind of separate her conversation <laughs> from something I, oh, dude, it was super, it was super, uh, uh, what do you call it? Inception, right? Some mm-hmm. multiple layers of lies. And, <laughs> and finally I gave it five, like I counted like a minute past and it's was like, oh, Liz, oh, you must've been wondering what I was saying. I, I this was meant for someone else. <laughs> and then, you know, I still have my and job. And then I get fired. <laughs> he, he pulled a Larry David. Then HR came in. And- <laughs> yeah. Larry David shit right there. Oh, I was. That just like don't message willy nilly when you're crunching. That's just like I was so scared because yeah, I was be careful. Very, we have all made mistakes like that. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, you have to be professional. <laughs> that reply and then reply when you're all being right next to each other. Oh, oh man. Yeah, we've all done stuff. I don't even. Yeah, okay. it happens all the time. Like to, even in Slack, I don't think he'll listen. But even in Slack today, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody was gossiping, like name dropping, gossiping in the wrong chat room. But this was too. Uh, everyone. you know, well, not everyone, everyone, but everybody in the chat room at least. Oh, yeah. And so I opened it up. I was like, "What is this?" I read it, and immediately I there was a new notice saying, "Oh, a new chat room was made, and this one's being deleted." <laughs> and, so, and so up pops the new one, same name, same everything. And the first response was from the guy is like, "Oh, you know, I, I made this public to everybody so everyone can join. That's why I closed the other one." I was like, oh, I'm super slick, motherfucker. <laughs> this is, I know that move, man. I invented that move. <laughs> but it happens. That's what happens. You get loose. You get loose in the, in the office. You get very comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the, that's why I live for. I love those moments. As long as it's not you. (laughs) Even with me, that was a funny story, you know. Well, someone Uh, at Pixar actually wrote, um, I don't know what happened. I mean, you know, we have, I have friends there and this was years ago, but somebody wrote like their grocery list and accidentally (laughs) sent it out to everybody. First of all, I don't understand how one person has access to like everybody's inbox, Mm. but so all day they were just responding back. Don't forget (laughs) the sour cream. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel so bad for them. You gotta troll that. Oh, (laughs) I used to be bad on that. I used to be so bad on that. Like I, oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> there, were, there were moments where Larry, where I dug myself so deep, where I called the person and said some stuff as a joke, but that person took it seriously, and I had to go back to like, oh, Larry, I think I I said something too too crazy. I was like, dude, you got to fess up, or else it's gonna it's gonna blow up later, right? And I was like, I think I'm gonna take that chance. <laughs> Thankfully, it hasn't blown up. This is a practical joke so bad. Yeah. This is so bad. Like, so bad. So messed up. <laughs> so messed up. Oh, man. That was the last time I did something like that. That taught me a lot because I used to be the practical joker in the office. And I, I thought it was a joke all the way until it was like this guy was responding with like far. life, life information that I should not know. I was like, oh, boy. Well, they could look with that butt. <laughs> and I just, just look, Brandon will never catfish again. That's all. I'll never, say. Never again. <laughs> That's basically never again. Uh, but I mean, those are mo- those are great interactions. Those in are learning office. moments. Yeah, it's learning moments. Yeah, but like a lot of that is just you know just being around people. So you know to kind of hark back to all the social aspect of it, it's a huge part yeah. to know when. The line is cross when messing with people or not, you know. But yeah, well, that's true. It's you can do practical nice. jokes. Well, I guess you could online, but mm. yeah, it's different. It's like how many how many gifs can you drop? You know, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, uh, I took a look at my stopwatch, and we've been podcasting for over an hour now. So, Monica, welcome to the club of people who have successfully done the full podcast. We have a, right, a gift you. for you. Yeah, let me Ooh. just pull off this wrapping paper really quick. Nice. So, our gift to you is you're going to get to talk directly to our audience to shout Wait, out. Wait, no fast five? Oh, damn. <laughs> you called me right out. Okay, I'll tell you. No, no, no. Here's what we got to do. You're exactly right. I had so much fun. I listened to your I've been thinking about this thing and I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, okay. God, so here's what we're going to do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to withhold the awesomeness of the fast five. And I appreciate that you're looking forward game. to that. <laughs> Let's do your shout out first. Questions. And then it gives me a, a second or two to do a fast five for you. And then we'll come back and do your fast five. Will that work okay. for you? Sure. Right, I actually do got to write this shit. Back. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you coming up with questions now? <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys just want me to do a little like spiel. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, guys, um, I know that for just a couple of things, like I know we talked about social aspects and things like that. Uh, I do have a little something for you guys. Um, I have I have my own YouTube channel, Academic Phoenix Plus. You guys may know me from there. But if you guys go to academicphoenixplus.com slash unchained, you will find uh, a video series about how to basically get a job in the industry. That includes professionalism. That includes how to cater to your portfolio, to the industry, and uh, lots of questions that I hear from students who are in school, who are recently graduated, and um, how do you cater to this new industry that's really specific, looking for specific skills. So again, that's academicphoenixplus.com's backslash unchained and uh, you can get some free uh, there's actually a free ebook some videos and lots of information so hopefully that is going to be helpful for your success so yeah that's my that's my thing and uh and for the ones at the art institute i'm really sorry um but don't worry there's a lot of opportunities out there keep going there's a lot of great stuff out there for you so never stop creating well thank you monica obviously thank you Larry's 
juicing it up with the five questions right now. I know. Does he have a list? Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I'm like hundred of them ready. <laughs> Just in time. Nothing they, with names because I'm like really bad with names. They don't call it the fast five for nothing. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that too. Like we cruised right on through the halfway point. I have, uh, that's the one I've been thinking about. Like, hmm, I wonder what they're gonna ask me. Something. Simple. Oh, I got some, I got some good ones. <laughs> I, I think I got some good ones. Some decent ones. Uh, right. For 30 seconds of writing, I think we did pretty well. Question number one, and again, we tracked the time. So question number okay. one, what was the first video game you ever purchased for yourself? Final Fantasy VII. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, question number two, the last time a movie made you mad? Mad. Hmm. What did I see that made me mad? Oh, great. <laughs> I actually stopped watching movies. I've been watching shows. So can I say Black Mirror because okay. it's way too realistic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, we're getting there. I'm watching yeah. the news. Oh, wait, I can't talk about it because it's being time. Go ahead. Yeah, Black, <laughs> Black Mirror is like two, three years away from just being news. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Question number three, favorite game that someone recommended you? Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm, I like I'll I love that, that game. Yeah. Question number four, what console is going to win next generation? Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft or Google? Google. Almighty Google. Question number five. (laughs) What is your least favorite 3D animation platform to animation to animate with? Least favorite? Blender? Okay. Uh, That's fair enough. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, I'm probably going to get so much hate from that. I have never seen such a community like Blender. It's different. It's different now. Like even I, I was like the biggest uh, hater until the last recent couple of years. Blender is just really stepping up i think yeah. they're gonna really they're gonna be somebody soon like, well they are somebody close. like yeah all that's of, true autodesk right unless you want to sponsor us autodesk <laughs> has been snoring for the last two years like they haven't done anything Nothing that's why new. blender is so everyone's finally paying attention to the and blender. it's free yeah, it's hard say, to be free if and anything you create, yeah like really high quality stuff like why wouldn't you choose that Mm-hmm. I was hoping that Blender was going to like force the hand of Autodesk to release something competitive and also similar in price, <laughs> kind of like the whole Unity Unreal thing. Yeah. Unity free, then Unreal free. Mm-hmm. No, they're going to milk that down <laughs> until it's done. <laughs> Autodesk. <laughs> Autodesk. Unless you sponsor us and then we will uh, review our. Uh, <laughs> and then you'll pause the video and be like, hey, guys. Our opinions. <laughs> I'm still going to be honest. I'm just going to cast a check. And no, I mean, Autodesk is, you know, yeah. they absorbed everybody. So for all we know, they're going to absor- absorb Blender. They're the standard I hope not. of oh my God. graphical platforms. Adobe and Autodesk, which one is going to win between the two? This is a bonus question because it's going to come down to those two at some point. Adobe Even though versus right now, Autodesk? Yeah, I have a feeling. Hmm. I have a feeling, mark my words, mark my words, there's going to be competition where one of them is going to try to buy, purchase, or acquire the other. I think it's going to be Adobe that, if anything, I think Adobe should buy Blender. Actually, I just Mm. spoke with somebody from Adobe who was like in finance. He was Mm. telling me all this stuff and he was drunk, which is great. If you want to hear gossip from organizations just and find out what's going on in the back, just Mm. give them some beers and drinks Mm. or whatever they want. And then they'll just tell you all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, they're they're looking for some stuff. So, um, yeah, I think Adobe, if they're smart, they'll buy Blender. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adobe, you know, they do subscription base, which is a pain in the neck, you know, it's versus, so old, such an yeah. old model. Yeah. 
Everybody it's makes the money. new model subscription based mm-hmm. not for programs it's it's annoying now man it's like i don't own anything anymore yeah it's all in <laughs> you don't do any updates it's just not oh, you have to do updates because you might as well do updates because you're paying for it <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, hey we much. changed the logo to photoshop this this morning it's like come on <laughs> Forty nine ninety nine. Come on, that's why I'm I so. The, yeah, I miss buying Photoshop and not being to upgrade until three years later, where I know it made a big difference. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with Adobe, right? Adobe, they 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 like, oh, look, you can for sixty dollars a month, you can have the whole creative suite. All right, let's look at that. What the hell is InDesign? What is all this crap? Like, I'll never use any of this. I only want Photoshop and a few things, right? They just get, here's a truckload of stuff that you'll never use to kind of buff up that price. So that's why, like, in relation to like our substance, you know, just got recently bought by Adobe. Yes. And that's like the biggest, that's a lot of people are half and half on that. It's like, oh shit. You know, because substance has been like making major leaps since texturing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the last few years, but Adobe hasn't. So the chances of, Adobe becoming substance attitude, the hipster changing things on the fly is less than likely. But what they will change is slap that yearly (laughs) subscription model. And they changed the logo. It now says substance like with Adobe or something. Oh my God. So they did that upgrade already. (laughs) Yeah. It's in the form of a price tag. Right. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I'm highest level Adobe monthly member. Proud of it. Oh, so I do it too. To Are you kidding? Substance. <laughs> sure. Not free. Not free. But if you want to sponsor us, you might change your opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep sliding that in there. <laughs> hey, we're, we're always looking. We're, we're always looking to grow, to grow. Yeah, our opinions. Uh, <laughs> you need at least Dude, three sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. you can get you can uh, get a hanger for your. For well, your maybe it's because, <laughs> because they don't have close contact to Adobe. Uh, since we're not sponsored, you know, I need to really study it to change my thoughts. That's right. <laughs> right. All right. So Monica, one last time for the listeners out there, how can they get in touch with your awesome tutorials that you put out and what can they see that you're excited about telling them just one last time? Uh, sure. You guys can find me in YouTube at academic Phoenix plus, or if you guys want to get those free videos that you can't find in YouTube, um, it's in academic Phoenix plus.com slash hyphen, whatever slash uh, um, unchained. Hey, you hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the name. Seriously. <laughs> Every, all the links will be available Just for in your the listeners. blog post. Too. So oh, if you cool. want to check those out, go to the blog post. You can see all this um, if you forget. Monica, it's awesome. always a pleasure to see you and work Likewise. with you. Thank you for giving us jobs. and <laughs> Thank you for teaching. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and for doing this podcast. It's awesome. You guys do good things. And that's our send off. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Bye bye. So thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope that you're a subscriber, but if you aren't, please feel free to follow us on any of the major podcast platforms, especially iTunes or Spotify. You can find show notes and more resources available to help you become a successful game developer. Just go on over to our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, then definitely come check us out in Discord where we chat in real time for After Show Tuesdays to discuss episodes and Feedback Fridays where we share screenshots on the projects that we're currently working on. If you go over to Patreon.com, you can support our podcast financially. 
And if you do so, you get access to Life Unchained, our on-the-pulse, unfiltered game dev gossip content that we make exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And as usual, you can keep in touch and follow our happenings on Facebook and Twitter. That's Game Dev Unchained, the podcast.